Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com. It is December 29th, 2021, our last post-show of 2021. I'll get the plugs out of the way. Dan Housen dropped a new interview with him today. We got one with Chuck Palumbo this week. Oh, my timing is impeccable. The week that Eric Bischoff is doing a wedding on Raw, I'm dropping a Chuck Palumbo interview where he talks about his hair falling out because of bleaching his hair for Billy and Chuck. He's talking about Vince McMahon, all kinds of cool stuff. I love talking to people from like Ruthless Aggression era, Attitude era about stuff like that. Check out that interview. Next week, we've got Chelsea Green and Gail Kim, and we've got Steve Macklin ahead of Impact, Hard to Kill. Next week, we got Battle of the Belts. This week, we got Day One. I did predictions with Jay Shell, Nicole. Uh, like there's so much stuff going on. Uh, today, I did a Q&A show on Fightful.com, and I'm going to do another one on FightfulSelect.com this week because Jimmy wasn't there. And on the air, I got the message that Tony Storm was leaving WWE. We're going to talk a little bit about that at the top of this show. Go over to FightfulSelect.com. That's where we break a ton of news. We have broken hundreds of stories this year, quite literally I, I, I hate to tout it. We've broken the news of an awful lot of releases, an awful lot of contract signings, expirations. Go over there. Uh, we're breaking more news than anywhere else. Fightfulselect.com. That's the, the most direct way you can support us. But you can also send a super chat. You can send a humper chat. Go to humperchats.com. That lets us uh, keep a little bit more of the cut, but uh, it gets your question or statement read on the air. That's what today's uh, Q&A show is all about. And if you subscribe to Fightful Select, you can still get in your questions for tomorrow's Q&A. We got Alex Pawlowski joining us. Alex, um, we'll skip the formalities. Uh, your yeah. thoughts when it came out that Tony Storm asked for her WWE release and was granted it? Um, well, I'm 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 not surprised she asked for it. I mean, if you if you if you look at at how they've built her supposedly. As a like a a tier below the top tier babyface challenger for whatever horsewoman happens to hold the belt at the time, 
because that's basically how they do things now. Um, the way they decided to build her was, well, for one, have her off TV for most of the entire year that she was there, the half a year that she was there. When she was there for a while, remember that where they were referring to her as the 80s, the wild child of the 80s uh -huh. for like two weeks? That didn't seem to get over. Um, and then they're like, hey, out of nowhere, you're, you're, you're back on TV or on the Survivor Series team, and you get pies in the face. And and then well, you're finally going to get your big title match. And I mean, I thought during it, like none of her offense was was like actually sold in any way. Like that was the story of the match. That she whenever what she did, it didn't work. And then she lost. And then she cried, like like really, really cried. And like I feel like whatever her collaborative input probably was falling on deaf ears. And so she said, you know what? Maybe this isn't the place to me for me. And what I was surprised by, they, 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 they said, yeah, I guess you're right. Goodbye. So I have details on why that is over on FightfulSelect.com. Uh, as is tradition, guys, we will probably not ever break news of somebody getting fired behind a paywall, maybe a rare, rare exception. Uh, this very well I would have kind of been beyond that anyway had I gotten the information that she asked for her release anyway, but we definitely don't want to sort of a profit or tap dance on anybody like the news of them being released. Uh, but we will post supplemental information about those uh, behind the fightful select paywall. And we have news on when she asked for her release, why she was granted it, the reaction backstage, Robert, what was your reaction? Uh, you were on duty today when it happened. Yeah. And I know, I, well, I know your reaction is, Oh shit. What does this mean for the news cycle today? That, uh, that was my immediate reaction was, is is there more yeah and then when you find out it's a personal thing and it's tony requesting then you go first of all good for her mm -hmm. because they did jack shit with her and it seems like the tradition of going after the original nxt the black and gold nxt people continues because tony just made it to america like a year ago yeah on nxt and now she's already gone she's going to be fine but this oh. women's division this year has taken such a hit that now it's like, even if you count the NXT people that are on TV, do they have 30 for the Rumble? Oh, they'll, they'll have 30. Yeah, they'll absolutely have 30. They'll, um, they'll bring in at least a half dozen. Um, yeah, but that's the thing. You, bring them in. you didn't have to do that a year or two ago. Yeah. Oh man, there's so much to talk about. Of course, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep digging, guys. I'm gonna keep trying to find out everything that I can about this. I did reach out to people close to her, and uh, based on the people that I spoke to, it seems as if she's fine. Like I know that was that was a concern of a lot of people, but I don't want to speak for her either. So um, she worked a triple threat at the house show last night. Yes, like like she was just like I don't know I don't know exactly when she asked for it or when exactly it was. Um, uh, granted specifically, but like the idea of like, I'm working my house show to like, and then, Oh, by the way, did you, did you see my email? Cause I'd like to not come into work tomorrow. Like it, it's good for her. Cause I wish more people would stand up for this. The, the idea of like, well, we got to say, yes, you can leave. Cause it would look really bad since we decided budget cuts as the reason we cut everybody. But I also think it kind of looks bad. If it's like budget cuts, everybody budget cups. However, with the reported amount, that Kevin Owens might've made. It feels like, you know, like you want to keep Kevin Owens. He's great, but budget cuts across the board seems like a weird, weird way to just throw out there as a reason for anything. 
And um, we've, we've got some super chats already. Nerd Guru saying TK needs, and I repeat, needs to hire Nixon Newell, Athena, and Tony as soon as he can because the Mercedes added their division could be flames. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll throw um, me a yin into that list, and I think we got some very good ones. James Draws says, I think so. WDB is my fan. I, I mean, oh, okay. Good. Cool. Thank you for the super chat. We greatly <laughs> appreciate it. CM says, love watching E-Drones cry over Brit posting a picture of Tony on Twitter. Hope to see her on AEW whenever she's available. Man, the shit that people get upset about today is unreal. Thank you, James Draws, also for that super sticker. But yeah, I thought that was just the weirdest, weirdest thing. People getting upset over Brit, who is Tony Storm's friend. Yeah. Like, come on. And like, I don't know. Why wouldn't, I mean, if you were a woman at a different, of any company, and Tony Storm's a free agent. You want Tony Storm to, to come in because she's a she's a blast to work with. Apparently, everyone loves wrestling her. Like she's gonna be great no matter where she goes. She was all over the place before the May Young Classic. Like and before she came to WWE, she's she's gonna work wherever she wants. Brent Lockman says the female side of the Owen is gonna be bonkers. That yep. and that it will be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, James draws. We will find whatever your your chat is here. But thank you for the donation. Uh, greatly appreciate that. John Vasque says, WWE is not the dream job anymore if you want to be a real wrestler. Well, I mean, that depends. I mean, everybody can be the person that wants to kind of change that. Everybody can want to be the Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels that that helped make that change happen. Um, and if you truly believe in yourself as a tip-top person, then WWE can still very much be the dream, as a lot of people's uh, bank accounts will tell you. Uh, C says, I feel like WWE are going to be left with 20 men and women wrestlers are just going to run it back with rematches. They do that already. Yeah. They already do that. Um, James asked, why does WWE do this? Uh, well, I mean, this was Tony Storm asking for her timeout. I Zach mean, says, got yeah. out while she could. Right, Alex? Well, that's the that's the idea is, is if they're going to grant you your release, ask for it. Mm. Like, I, I would not be surprised if people look at Tony like going going to them and saying I want out and them saying yes I would not be surprised to see a few other people try that same tack because I there a lot of people aren't doing much of anything right now if they're, and what they're doing sometimes isn't great Sean says uh Tony's also 26 her future is bright shot kids says don't forget about Mia Yem Ty and Marina Shafir well they've already got Marie yeah as you mentioned Marina doing the dark taping so uh, that that's a good sign. Mia's not available for a while. Taya probably will be. I would imagine Impact is going to come calling for Taya Valkyrie mm -hmm. immediately because she's got yeah. history there, and she's got a new cast of people to work with: Chelsea Green, Diana Perrazzo, uh, new people there. Uh, R twenty six says, "Hear me out." Uh, Tony Storm versus Siri or Utami or both. Just saying, man. Siri Kondo is one that the whole time she was in the UFC struggling, I was like. With each loss, I was like, she's going to go back to wrestling. She's going to go back to wrestling. And I'm so glad she did because she's killing it. And I think her time away made her even better. Uh, we've got Alicia Ellis saying, wonder if Tony will set an example for others to request their release. Plenty, plenty did in years past. Honestly, I think there were a group of people in 2006 that set an example. I think it was Cody Rhodes, Ryback, and Wade Barrett. And I think maybe Jack Swagger was around there then too. There were a few people at a time where WWE was not releasing people every single year, and they were just like, we're going to leave. And they were four people who at all, at one point, 
all were considered eventual world champions to some degree. And um, they left. And ever since then, we've seen that happen with more regularity. Of course, it slowed down during the pandemic. But we have Macho Penguin saying, I want more Sue on Dynamite. I'm on her side. I guess you could say I'm in the Sue's side squad. Very clever, Macho Penguin. <laughs> uh, he's also asking how you feel about Bobby Portis. Oh, I love Bobby Portis. Bobby's Bobby's the underdog, man. He's the people's champ. That guy's that guy's great. I mean, that that guy took way less money to re-sign for us when he could have made more money on the outside. We're, we're like holding on to him so we can give him more money next year on a re, on one year deal. Love that dude. Tyler says, "Tell me if I smoke too much. What if Warner brings in uh, John Cena to the TBS debut as a judge in the main event as a DC HBO crossover, buddy? I mean, um, it's TBS crossover. He's plugging white out in that case." Buddy, yeah, I saw a video of three girls smoking meth in a car on Twitter today, and I think you're the person that gave them that meth. That ain't happening, my friend. I appreciate you, though. Rob Reed says, have to send a super chat right now as the Humper Chat link isn't working for me, but I have to ask, is Dynamite moving to TVS next week? Didn't hear it enough tonight. Oh, you know Cody's calling it the mothership in his promo. It's How long until 2.0 brings out a bicycle? There you go. Uh, guys, get in your Humper Chats. Uh, the benefit of Humper Chats is you can leave them before we go on the air, after we go off the air. Uh, any any of that, would greatly appreciate if you did it. J-Blood says it's the first episode he's disliked in a long time. Production, in-ring chemistry, a lot of talking toward creatively uninspired ends. Woof. I thought this was a fairly missable episode of Dynamite outside of a few things. There were a few happenings, but Robert, I felt like it was it was all right. Like it was uh, like I don't regret watching the show. It was okay, but as far as dynamites go, this one ain't in the top half of the year. I think it's no coincidence that the Undisputed Era had to carry a middling two-hour show on a Wednesday night. I think they're used to that, and I think they did it very well. Alex, what'd you think? Um, I um. I thought it, I, I thought it was fine. It, it didn't like I, I thought they were going to go out with a huge bang for the final show on TNT. Uh, I guess they're saving a lot of that kind of stuff for, for the first show on TBS, which I guess makes sense. Um, there were a couple of things that I that I really appreciated, and a, and a couple of things that 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 were like, oh, all right. Uh, one thing, two things I really really hated. Uh, one thing because of my own proclivities, and one thing because it was just bad. Um, uh, but. I thought there was a lot of lot of big tag team matches uh, recently. Yeah. A lot of like, let's see how many dudes we can throw in a ring at one time recently in AEW. Yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna offer my thoughts on that and and some of the things that were a little meaningless. Uh, but we're gonna uh, move on to the review portion after a couple of super chats. Uh, we have C saying random question: Why don't wrestlers have good Titantron intros in their entrances anymore? It's either a logo or a name on the screen. It's easier. That's yeah. why. Red Dragon has an actual Red Dragon breathing fire everywhere. I like that Titan Tron. That was pretty cool. And it's just, it's a lot of work. A whole lot of work. And I bet you it was even more work 20 years ago when they did them for everybody. Yeah. So I don't quite know why. Uh, James Draws, thank you. Uh, we will give you a follow on here. Nerd Guru says, great episode tonight. I'll be in attendance next week. Any chance after Hangman Brian, we get Moxley return to deck the winner. Well, with GCW teasing like uh, a world championship contender and all that stuff, and 
Brett Lauderdale saying that title will stay on John Moxley, it leads me to believe like maybe there he he's got some information to indicate maybe Moxley could be back. I don't know. It's hmm. just my my uh, my thought on the matter. Not not anything worth reporting. Kate Krolog says production seemed pretty off constantly tonight. Maybe they're just not used to running in Daly's place. Wouldn't think so, but who knows? It was configured a little bit differently. Like the camera was off to the side a little bit more. This was Keith Mitchell's last show, last wrestling show after like 40 years. So it's a bummer to see so many people have issues with the production. I'm with you there. But we started off with a can they coexist match? Now, I'll, I'll give AEW credit. Just because WWE does it all the time doesn't mean they can't do it. Uh, but no, they couldn't coexist. And Christian ate the pin. Lucha Brothers, Jurassic Express versus FTR, HFO. I think Christian taking the pin here was the right move. Mm-hmm. Uh, it Because the heels should probably win every so often. Hardy Family Office got to get some wins here and there. And this was harmless for a couple of reasons. Lucha Brothers are the champs. FTR are the AAA champs. HFO desperately needed a win. And I mean direly needed a win. And Jurassic Express are the top contenders. So you have Christian take that pinfall, Robert. I think that works. Uh, we we see them go at it backstage. But it, it built up throughout this with the old, oh, I'll tag you in, I'll tag you in. It wasn't quite as goofy as what we saw at the end of NXT last night where two people were mad at each other over winning the match, but uh, we, we did see some some coexisting or lack thereof. Yeah, this was fine. I mean, anytime I see the Hardy family office, it's like, okay, so I know what's happening here. It'll be a big cluster. I'm excited to see Jurassic Express hopefully win the belts. I want to see them celebrate with Christian, and then Christian can eventually turn and maybe get a partner himself, maybe Jericho. I'd love a heel Jericho and heel Christian, but I want to see Jurassic Express win and them losing to FTR. Nobody's losing anything losing to FTR. They're the best team in the biz. What'd you think of this one, Alex? Uh, well, first, I love FTR getting the victory because they, they've been, you know, taking pins uh, kind of as part of their whole thing right now. Also, I love Private Party dancing to FTR's theme yes. as they came out. That That's yeah. good stuff. That's some good stuff. I, I, I Again, I also like, you know, everybody comes out uh, it, it, um, separately for the baby faces, but the heels are one big unit. Like, well, <clears throat> you need a big unit so so far and so forth. Um, but uh, <laughs> I I I love I love that that the theme song for FTR just kills me every time because it's straight out of like 1985. It's just wonderful. Yeah. It's, they're old school wrestlers. But um, the some of the things that I thought like they've been missing spots on camera a lot recently. Um, and one of them I thought was almost artistic tonight because they in the foreground you have Matt Hardy punching somebody outside the ring, and in the background you just see way off in the distance Ray Phoenix just fly out of the ring, and it was kind of artistic seeing it from the, in the background. And I was like, was that intentional? Did they want to get that cool shot? And the very next shot was them missing a different spot. It, it like went it from just, miss spot to miss spot to miss spot. Yeah, it was like, consecutive, can't man. Can't do that. New Punk Rant says, Seeds planted, feuds furthered. Love the main event storyline. Can't wait for the movie to TBS. Can't wait to see what AEW does next season. And R26 says, The match is fine, but I've seen enough. I don't need to see FTR and the Lucha Brothers on opposite sides of a match again until at least 2023. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. And the same 
with Adam Cole and best friends. I'm with you there too. Move on. Do something yeah. else. Don't don't become what we became frustrated with in in WWE uh, when we watched that and when it's rematch, rematch, rematch. Even they have made a concentrated effort lately to freshen it up a little bit uh, here and there. But my gosh, like that you've got such a robust roster, and I know you've got like five or six people that you're like, ah, I can't beat right now. Work around it. You got it. You got enough. You got enough people. Joshua Falco says, I know this is five months from now, but my prediction of the finals of the Owen is Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. Uh, that would be a lot of fun. I don't know if they can build uh, it for it, a year, it, but maybe. That's a long time to hold it off. On. I like. I feel like they're definitely oh, doing this oh, thing quick, buddy. Well, let me tell you about Anna Jay and Tay Conti <laughs> against Penelope Ford and the Bunny. Because it's yep. happening again, buddy. This feud has been going on. I think uh, the first match was March, Alex. Mm-hmm. And since then, they have been tethered to one another. Yeah. I said that this feud is going to get cryogenically frozen. <laughs> yes. And will never end. Um. I, I I think that new women coming into the into the company um is is great just to have new dance partners for certain people. Also, they I mean like they have certain women who are uh, apparently only allowed to wrestle on dark. Like Diamante is just on dark all the time, and she's great. Like you could figure out a way to get her on 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 television. That's somebody else who could be a new dance partner for somebody. But I I don't feel like like I I think Tay. Uh, Ty J, I guess as they call them. I think they're they're for a fine tag team. Penelope Penelope Ford, Penelope Penelope Ford, and the Bunny. They they worked well together as well. I feel like they can work well together against two different teams. Figure out how you're going to do that. Work that. I mean, it looks like we're, we're we're we've got somebody else who came in tonight who might be starting a little mini faction or a duo. That's somebody that I'd love to see Ty J go up against for a couple of matches. Let's see that how what that happens with that. Yeah, I'm Robert. fine with them doing this because this feud has been going on long enough and it's going to end in a big way. It's a street fight. And then the rankings reset, so that allows anybody to get back on Dynamite. And I think that's the way to go in 2022. Rob Reed said he was fine with the Can't Coexist finish since it looks like it's setting up a future of uh, Christian turning on Jungle Boy or Jurassic Express dropping him. Yeah, I mean that was that was started to eventually split up, so I'm okay with that. And again, AW doesn't do this a lot, so I mean they did in the main event, but there was such fruitful story rooted in that. Daniel R says, "Let's just give Phoenix a championship match at the beginning of every year. He's so good, and the last one was great. Uh, you won't hear me complaining about that, my friend." James says, "Wants to know how to join uh, how, how to join Fightful.com, uh, FightfulSelect.com. Head over there. You can get." All kinds of scoops. I have some real good ones coming this weekend. I, I dropped uh, an update on like six Ring of Honor contracts today and when they're up. Wardlow beat the shit out of Colin Delaney. It's great to see Colin Delaney. And um, you know what? He's well-versed in making people look great when he beat, gets beaten up. Wardlow power bombs him several times. And this is straight up just going against what MJF tells him earlier. He's like, hey, stop doing that song and dance with the crowd. And by the way, you're ranked. You're going to give that title shot to me. And he and MJF, playing off of last year, has smart Mark Sterling come in and read the contract to him. Alex, I can tell you're aching to talk about this. I I, I mean, they're, they're 
they're doing something with this right now and i love it i mean like the idea of like they they have wardlow say not not only like you're gonna win the 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 number one um uh contender in, in, in the a revolution um and and when you do um you're gonna give me the title shot but he might as well have said when you win the TNT TNT title, you're going to give that to me because that was in the fine print. Not just a title match, but if you win the title, that becomes property of MJF. But and, by the way, also your your royalties and yeah, your IP yeah. and all that too. That's yeah. mine too, by yeah. the way. Yeah, and uh, again, Wardlow just sitting on that couch behind MJF, sucking his teeth just as furious as possible. Like there's one, one moment he's going to snap and rip MJF in half. And I, it's going to be a great, great moment. Robert. I love, I loved MJF calling it the power bomb symphony. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah. that's going to stick. That's fantastic. And maybe smart Mark Sterling's best moment ever. Cause he gets his own shit. In and he goes, yeah. And I've got a plan for Jade. And MJF <laughs> just looks at him like, I thought this was one of his best performances too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he did just, the he did the speedy legal yeah. speak thing like that you I, hear at the end of all those commercials on the radio where they got to power through those last two seconds and get it get the shit in. MJF says to Spears, Spears, Spears says to Mark Sperling, disappear. Mark Sperling goes, I'm leaving. He just he just just <laughs> he just nopes right out of there. <laughs> that was uh, good, good stuff. Uh, Nikolai says, pretty sure he did say the title goes to him, not just the shot. Yeah. Everything goes yes, to him. All of it. All yeah. of it. And Cadillac says he loves that Wardlow is wrestling every week. And it takes like two minutes. That's it. Takes a couple minutes. Yeah. Uh, Nikolai, uh, yeah, we, we just read that one. Uh, Zero Fear says, really enjoyed the show tonight. Hope everyone at Fightful has a great new year. Love you guys. Well, we love you too. Thank you so much. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, Daniel R says, Hey, all Sean, I'm sure you're excited for that tag match on Rampage. <laughs> One small annoying thing about Rampage, the heels ran away two or three times. It is a little thing I found, uh, but annoying. It should be saved for the scared heels. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think there are some spots that AEW is overdoing a little too much. And, I mean, I, I was on that with Gang Wars for a long time, and they eventually stopped leaning into that. Now we're seeing a little bit more. The rematches are happening a lot. We're seeing a lot of the same dance partners all the time, which is okay because you do um, you do have to further some feuds that way. But still, I enjoy the show. Uh, Josh says, the bidding war of 2024, MJF referencing. Uh, he called Sting an untrained indie backyarder. <laughs> and he goes, does anybody know who trained him? Exactly. Because he wasn't trained. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, and I mean, quite frankly, back he then, wasn't. He wasn't. that was there was an era where you could people walk into the gym, and if you're a wrestler, you go, you should get into wrestling. And then it happened. Yep. So I love that. Um, Flow Pro for show says VKM, or MJF is VKM. It's perfect. He hints towards 2024, knowing they could never acquire him. 2022 would be huge for AEW. Robert, I'd be shocked if he ever went to WWE of his own volition. Yeah. I, I could see him entertaining it, and I think they'll definitely you know, want to talk to him. I think he's in a position where he could hold the title and do the CM Punk ROH thing, but actually stay, and that'd be the big reveal. But he's never leaving. He's a pillar, and he may be the pillar. 
Brent Lockman says, Phoenix makes the most insane things look effortless. There, there's a bunch of people on this roster that, that do that as well. <clears throat> R26 says, Sheeta Deeb is a long feud worth the time. Ty J and uh, Bunny Ford is the long feud that is not. I'm ready for it. Anything HFO related. Ty J end. versus Penelope and the Bunny is like three times as long as Sheeta and Deeb, and that's been going on for a while. Uh, we've got Brent Lockman says MJF uh, says you don't get paid to promo your own stuff, Sterling. <laughs> I, I like the, the the affiliation still being there. By the way, we had uh, the former LAX proud and powerful and Eddie Kingston against Garcia in 2.0, and right after the commercial break, 2.0 sneak another one out. I love Garcia and 2.0 like having their number because again. They had to they had to win eventually. People liked them. They wanted to enjoy their work but hate them as well. But Robert, they had to win eventually, and they got two wins over these guys, which I think carries an awful lot of weight. Um, yeah, you got to get proud and powerful in the title picture sooner than later. But this is good. It helps establish Garcia in 2.0. And we'll talk about the match itself before the post-match. The match itself was good. Eddie Kingston and Garcia, they look real. They're so real with everything they do. On the flip side of that, everything 2.0 does is a caricature of just what a wrestler should be. And they have to be in the running for most improved position in wrestling in 2021. I mean, they went from being the Ever-Rise, Bali-Rise staples on 205 Live, and now they're integral parts of AEW, and I think it's awesome. How'd you feel about this, Alex, uh, before we get to the post-match? Right. Um, uh, I uh, Number one, I think that uh, they need to get uh, Sting to join uh, Kingston. Kingston had to put on some face paint, too, and they can be like a, a Kiss cover band, because I really, really enjoyed the different the different variations of black and white they've been using on the on the face paint for, yes. for Santana and Ortiz. Um, I love Santana Ortiz. Um and I, I just I feel like they they have a bigger chance to break out as a trio uh, with with Kingston leading them, and then he can step aside and let them do their thing because they have somebody else who's leading them right now who doesn't feel like it feels like to me is is not willing to step aside and let anybody else do their thing, um, which we'll get into in a second. But um, Kingston got in as the hot tag. And then tagged right back out, and I just I feel like I never I don't I never like like the, the psychology of like somebody almost dying in the ring, finally making the hot tag. You get in and you do machine gun chops and you tag back out, and it's like, well, I I'm still blown up from before, yeah. my friend. Um, yeah, that that's that's fine. Um, the so, the rolling of the tights is is frustrating, but that's that's intentional. We're supposed to to hate 2.0 and Garcia, and that that's that's yeah. working uh the the they're they're smart enough to realize that eventually they'll get their comeuppance and we'll all cheer it's a lot it's a lot of kingston's own aggression like unfoiling himself too and afterwards they get jumped and some of you may say well what the hell's up with the inner circle they didn't split up this group seven eight months ago well chris jericho's back because Mm -hmm. he remembers the inner circle and i like this because he's face to face with eddie kingston and Robert, this is something that I at no point in my life have considered Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. Um, I don't know how this promo stuff is going to go because 
if Chris Jericho tries like some of the, the sophomoric like jokes, Eddie Kingston might eat him alive. Now, now the, the thing is, we've seen Chris Jericho get like a billion things over. That's why I was frustrated with some of his promo material this year was like, dude, you get everything over. Just get something good over. But then there's also like Rudy Tootie booty and stuff like that that doesn't exactly work. That ain't gonna work with Eddie Kingston. So I'm excited and intrigued to see what the hell happens with the promos. What'd you think when Jericho came out? Uh, first thought, I'm surprised I didn't see this coming because it seems like the only way to do Chris Jericho coming back. But I'm worried about this one, man. I don't know if they're going to try to turn Kingston back heel because they flip-flop with him a lot. You can't do that with this Kingston. But will they know that with Jericho? Because Jericho's so over because of the song. Will they make it seem like Kingston's just being a crummy heel for cutting off the song? I'm nervous about I, I it. think you go with whichever way the wind blows week to week. Like people are gonna people are gonna think, man, Eddie Kingston's jealous, and he's gonna be like, Chris, what took you so goddamn long to get to the ring to help us? Like, wh- where you been? I would love it if he walks into the inner circle locker room and asks the same question of Jake Hager and Sammy Guevara. Where were you? These are your friends. But I am nervous, but I'll let it play out because I do trust these guys because they are some of the best. So Tyler says, why the fuck did Jericho wait until Judas dropped to save Santana? Because he's an egomaniac. That's why. And Eddie Kingston will reference that. And Nurguru says, I got to say that Judas wasn't that loud. Uh Uh-oh, it's Daly's place. They've heard Judas 740 times. Like, it ain't nothing new to them. Alex, what'd you think of the Jericho situation? First thing I thought was, God, I hate Chris Jericho. <laughs> like, no, no, like, I, again, like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> this is my thing. My thing is, I don't, I don't get the Chris Jericho. Jericho insists upon himself. And it's just a way that makes me feel angry every time I see him come out because I uh... love, I love Eddie Kingston. And I, and, and, Robert, you're right. I do trust AEW. The one person I don't trust is Chris Jericho. I do not cross trust Jer- Chris Jericho to not go, yeah, but what if I went over? Like, I-, I feel like that's a thing I'm really worried about. They they had, I swear, lightning in a bottle around the Eddie Kingston versus Punk thing. And they haven't done nearly enough to capitalize on how over Eddie Kingston was before, during, and right after that match with with, with CM Punk. And now it feels like it's just this stuff with the 2.0 is just a bridge to get from Punk to Jericho. And I feel like it's going to end the same way for Kingston, uh, except for he's not going to be over anymore because Jericho is going to suck all the air out of that brilliance that that is Eddie Kingston right now, and that's what I'm worried about. I don't, I don't, I do not trust it, Jericho, not to make this thing all about about himself because he did, because he waited. He came out with the baseball bat, chased everybody off, and they just stood there and basked in the love of his thralling fans. And it was just like, I don't know, I'm, I, I can't be objective about this after so long. <laughs> And Jericho the, just grates on me so much the way they present his character. And there is the obvious of like, they're already doing the self-aware thing with Cody. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to do it with Chris. Yeah. I am worried about how this goes, but Kingston needs to win something because you can't just do the, well, he can talk them into the building. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. But you need to talk him into some wins. 
Brent Lockwins is waiting for the ultimate heel turn when Jericho picks the latest Fozzie single. <laughs> play the hits! Yeah. Oh, no. Or wait a minute. Play the hit! <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Enemy was a good song. That was a good song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've got so many uh, super chats to catch up on. Rob Reed says, I need more red mob boss suit... Uh, Sheeta on my on dynamite. Oh gosh, I I love it. I love it. I just yeah. wish they wouldn't immediately follow it up with more Sheeta Deeb. Like stretch it out. Sure. Get give me that in the tournament as as suggested last week. J Blood says I laughed so hard when Jericho came out. I knew it meant Alex seething and him effing at the screen. <laughs> I, I just I, am, I, am I just like to imagine you you at your TV going like ooh <laughs> ooh. No, honestly, this, this is what I did when I heard when I heard the song come, uh, come, come out. I threw up my hands and put my head in them. That's what I did. Oh, buddy. Oh, man. Brian Bart says, finally enjoyed uh, FS. I think you mean Fightful Select. And thanks for enhancing my uh, wrestling experience and making even bad wrestling shows enjoyable to talk about. Kalex. Well, thank you so much for that. Uh, we we blew up this year and. We definitely we, we do shows every day now on select and on the site. Yep. There's something for everybody there. Tom Lavalley says, "What I feel like Daniel Garcia was just waiting for Jericho. He held on so long before clocking Santana because Daniel Garcia is a pro. That's I, why." I he, wonder if he was supposed to like, like if Jericho was supposed to come out before the title, before the ring bell shot. I just and Daniel say, Garcia that, was like, "Well, I guess I better just do it then." Just saying, that'd be a great rib on Garcia. That'd be great, like on the new kid. Daniel says, how long do you think Hangman's match will go next week? I really don't want judges to be involved, but it's kind of weird to have them if they don't do anything. Well, I mean, they've, they've had them several times in the past and they didn't do anything, but uh, we did see the video. Brian Danielson said he ain't working until it's time for, for his match. Uh, Robert, do you think it goes to the judges next week? Hangman pins him at 59-59. So I I'd love it. That was what they did. They almost did last time. Well, this time they get it done. I think Hangman actually gets it. I would love to see Brian win. I'm not opposed to Brian just winning because he's I, the best wrestler in the world. I wish they'd add like a no DQ, even though there's there's no DQ to AEW anyway. Right. Like add the stipulation to to enhance like the possibility of the judges and give them more stuff to do next week. But uh, Alex, how do you, how are you see it? Um, I mean, if the over under is a half hour. I'm gonna go the under, just just because they got a lot of other stuff on that show. Yeah, um, uh, more than they had on the on the on uh, winners coming. Um, it just it feels like you have the judges there, and then you just instead of having like this, let's let a a um a grinded out like war of attrition, which the which the first match was. Maybe this starts out more of a sprint. Like maybe we could see it actually cut down the runtime that way. You know, it's crazy. Everybody went nuts over uh, Brian Danielson and Hangman going an hour. Winter is coming, but Veer has been coming for two months, and everybody just makes a joke out of it. Nerdguru says, Alex, here's a question for you. Would you rather go to an NXT 2.0 live show or go see Fozzie live? Oh, Uh, NXT 2.0 because there's a chance I might see Tony D. There you go. Zach Barber says, Alex's hatred for Jericho in spite of the crowd's love will always pop me. I, I enjoy it. Too. I'm, I'm, I'm not a bandwagon fan. I, I, I... <laughs> Brent's all in on this. He said, Fozzie has a 13 minute song called Wormwood. <laughs> 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 
Oh no! Oh my uh, God! In so great, we, we've got a bunch about Wardlow still too. People are people are hot on this. He says, um, if you look at Wardlow last week in the segment, he looks like he's scratching his crotch, but he's <laughs> using his middle finger the whole time. <laughs> Buddy, I wasn't paying attention to that. That's funny. <laughs> uh, Nathan says Wardlow demolishing Cody in the open challenge in Cleveland would be great. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on the Cleveland show that would be great. Yeah, Jay Blood says. It's genius that AEW starts a bidding war angle and stories come out about WWE's interest. They're helping AEW creative more than their own. I never hear people within WWE talk about, oh, I want to sign this person years down the line. So, I mean, I, I've not personally heard that, but of course, WWE's going to have interest when he becomes available. Yeah. Irene says Jericho is a divisive character and placing Kingston in a feud with him uh, feels like a step down for Eddie right now. I I disagree. I think anybody in a feud with Jericho is probably a step up in profile. Alex, you're shaking your head. It's a, it's a step up in profile for sure. If if the whole thing is there to just in the end make Jericho look good, then it won't by by definition make Eddie Kingston look good. Like I think there's a way you can do it where both guys come out good on top. That's that is my my fear is that that won't happen. Jericho is still Jericho. So it's good for Kingston, but Jericho needs to be shitbag heel Jericho so Kingston can win and it can be a feel-good moment for everybody. Yes. Shotkid29 says, idea Eddie calls Jericho on his egomania who denies it, but starts the rift between him with Proud and Powerful and Sammy. AEW is really good at branching off stories like this. So um, I'm I'm excited to see how that plays out and I like that idea. Brian says the only way for this to work is if Eddie to make Jericho so mad and embarrass him in a way he goes full 08 heel mode. We've seen heel Jericho within AEW, but um, yeah, I think there's probably still one more little run left in him. Alex says any news about AEW coming to the West Coast? Yes, they are uh, this spring. I believe they're they're. Mm-hmm. I would expect them to. I mean, I'll, along with the the AEW Double or Nothing stuff, I would imagine. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know how to get into this Dan Lambert, Brandy Rhodes promo. So uh, instead, I'm going to tell you about Helix Sleep and delay it as long as possible. Uh, I don't I don't even have the 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 gimmick up for it either. Like, I don't have the the half screen deal. Like, I don't know where it is. So, like, we're going to have to have Alex and Robert mime sleeping techniques. But I, I use Helix Sleep. I legitimately love it. I'm so happy to be working with them in 2022 as well. I've mentioned this time and time again. Last year, I wanted to invest in my sleep. I wasn't sleeping well, and I wanted to make sure that I was because a good night's sleep changes your life, changes your day. And now I get a good night's sleep every night with HeathicSleep.com slash Fightful. Uh, I was looking for a mattress, but I didn't want to go to the mattress store in the middle of a pandemic. I didn't want to go roll around on some mattress that a bunch of plebs had been doing flying elbow drops on, uh, spreading all their droplets on, if you know what I'm saying. Didn't want any of that. So I found Helix Sleep, and I took a two-minute quiz. It matched me to the Dusk Lux model. And they have soft, medium, firm mattresses, ones that cool you down, ones that uh, are good for your spinal alignment, ones that prevent morning aches and pains, even a plus-size mattress for plus-size sleepers. Uh, I 
previously only slept on my back. Now I'm able to sleep on my side because I got a mattress that was more suited for me. And it is a huge upgrade over that slab of memory foam that I was sleeping on before. You take the quiz, you order the mattress you're matched to, and it comes shipped to your door for free. You don't have to go to a mattress store again. And if you don't like it, you can send it back and they will come pick it up for you. A hundred nights you can try it. They've got a 10-year warranty. It's risk-free. And now they're offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. And I picked up a couple of those pillows and it helped. Uh, I had a couple of, uh, gosh, what's it's called? Herniated disc. I had a herniated disc in my neck. I used their pillow and I look like these two fellas right here. Except I've got a lot better neck support than Alex right there. Helixsleep.com slash Fightful. Check it out, my friends. Who told you two it was open mic night, bitches? Oh, God. This is what you woke me up for. Uh, uh. So, Dan Lambert right. comes out. Five more minutes. His- Five more minutes. <laughs> You've got the alarm set to wake you up through this whole promo, but it ain't happening. So, um, Dan Lambert cuts a promo. Brandy, Brandy answers. Um there were a couple of points that I really liked in Dan Lambert's promo. Then there were a couple of li- uh, pro- points that I really didn't like in that promo. Um, saying that he had never known anybody named Brandy who wasn't a stripper. What What the hell? Like, it's a fairly common name. I went I went to elementary school with four Brandies. There's a lot now, of I don't Brandies. know if any of them be- eventually became strippers. Like, there was I- an R&B singer, a great one, named Brandy. She was wonderful. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, how are you going to, uh, before we even get into, into Brandy Rhodes, how are you going to disparage the name of, of Moesha? Like, how, how dare you? Moesha was not a stripper. So, like, there were, there were some good spots in the Lambert promo, but then you go to that low-hanging fruit again. Brandy comes out, and, uh, I mean, it's, it's right down the middle. There's a lot of... There's a lot of people that like this promo. There's a lot of people that didn't like this promo. Um, that That's where I'm going to end my analysis of it for, for now. <laughs> and I'm going to pass it Coward. on to Robert. And I will, oh, consider, are you? <laughs> like, I will consider getting up and going to take a piss <laughs> right well, now. Fittingly enough, I think a lot of people considered exactly that. I mean, Brandy Rhodes is divisive as is. This was a take on her promo against Jade, which was divisive in itself. She mentioned Paul Heyman because I thought they were distinctly trying not to say Jim Cornette. And Dan Lambert went right and said, I prefer Jim Cornette. That is fine. It's no secret that Tony Khan was a fan of his. That is what it is. Then Dan Lambert says, Alex... Everybody wants to reach through the TV and slap you. Okay. And then Brandy insinuates that Dan Lambert likes to pay to get beat up by women because that's what gets his rocks off. Sure. All right. And then he says, I'm a Brazilian judo black belt. And Brandy says, yeah, well, that's fine, pal. I'm a black bitch. Okay. All right. And there's... There, there, there's Sean. I did the heavy lifting here. That look, he, he, he this, this promo, they I, I shoved, the they shoved, 
they shoved 10 pounds of shit into a five pound sack here. And they didn't, all they needed was five pounds of shit. That's it to fill it up. You you don't got to go with 10 pounds. It's, it is what it is. Brandy said the line. So she clearly thought of the line. She clearly thought the line was fine. I don't know why they would insinuate that Dan Lambert and Brandy Rhodes would ever have a match. I don't want to see it. I don't think anybody wants to see it. Uh, go ahead, Alex. What we, <laughs> uh, what, Volop what? says, Alex is an actor. Well, we're about to find out just how this good is, this, he is. This isn't me acting, man. Um, where was Cody? Like, I mean, it's Daly's place. I, I mean... I don't I don't know why he wasn't there, but it was a weird thing to have her answer this and him not be there. He just won the TNT title. You'd think he'd want to come out and do like a big victory lap with the with the TNT title, like in, in Daly's place, the home of AEW. It was weird to have have him not there, especially with this segment. Um, um to, a couple of things, like A, just just ballpark, like just overall. Dan Lambert, no, just no to Dan Lambert. We we, um, we got a we got a super chat about that. Dante says Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page don't need a mouthpiece. Exactly. Lambert might hurt them in the long run. Cyclops says less Lambert promos, more women's matches. Um, so yeah, and and then Brent Lockman says hated the segment the whole time. I'm looking at Ethan Page, wondering why he's not the one speaking. Um, exactly. Uh, a couple things. If you feel like you've got to reach all the way to I've known a stripper in my life whose name was Brandy and then connect it to this woman's name is Brandy. Therefore she must be a stripper. And that's the best insult you can come up with for a woman. Well, then you're stupid. You're just stupid. If, if you need to insult a woman and the only thing you can go is go to is she takes her clothes off. Like, and, and who could give a shit? Like, exactly. Who, who could, could give possibly a shit? give a shit? Who could possibly give a shit? Because, but to you, she's somehow less than because yeah. she, what, whatever. That's just stupid, low hanging fruit, lowest common denominator bullshit. Then, do not assign to me or anyone else that I want to slap Brandy yeah. Rhodes or anybody, especially any woman, in the face. Like, that's. That's ridiculous. Like that's that's beyond the pale. The idea, like that, you actually could say that, that everyone watching wants to reach the television and strangle you or something. That's like sociopathic. And, and you know the type of reactions Whoa, we're gonna see. Mic, like we're, we're gonna mic, get a cut. Mike's mic. back now. It was, okay. it was it was crazy for a second. <laughs> so you know what we're gonna see in a couple of comments. LMAO triggered snowflakes. Leftist, but you know. People that will defend any bad dog shit as if it's good because it's like, as Jay Blood says, no value judgments against the material. It was stuff that shocks in a former era, but largely bores now. None of it felt organic. Miss. I know Dan Lambert is a talented speaker and he's quick witted. And that's why it bothered me when he and Jericho did this type of stuff. Because I know they can do better than this lame shit. Yeah. I know they can do better than that. I've heard his interviews. I've heard dozens of Dane Lambert interviews where he talked to James Lynch on our website. It's like, I, I just know better. R26 said, Lambert and Brandy made me want to watch a 24-hour loop 
of Corbin and Moss laughing. I would not go that far. I am still watching them over Corbin and Moss. Yeah. Because at least we'll at least we'll talk about this. And Corbin and Moss were like, can we move on to the next segment? Chris Rain says, I was actually worried we were going to have a Brandy Lambert match, but ECW Hardcore says if it leads to Van Zant beating down Brandy, good. Lambert is great. Um, I, I hope it does get Paige Van Zant. If, involved if, if we're gonna get a brandy versus Paige van zant match a la stephanie and ronda rousey kind of a thing like if that's if that's where we're headed for this that's fine i don't think you need to get there by claiming again that everyone watching wants to slap brandy Rhodes. that's a ridiculous thing to say dan lambert is not the rock in 1999 and i think the thing is he knows that that's what makes this cringeworthy but if it gets to the point where it's Paige Van Zandt beats up Brandy that's great except nobody's going to cheer the person helping Dan Lambert even if they want to because she's beating up Brandy it's very weird they've backed themselves into a corner here the only good thing I can see coming out of this is Dustin and Cody against Ethan and Scorpio because that'll be a fun match We've got a ton of super chats. Zach Barber says, to be fair, I think Lambert was playing off Brandy's heat with the slap comment. Sure, but it's like then then say I want to slap you. Don't assign that to me. I don't. I don't. I'm not part of this. Like that's. I, I'm <laughs> yeah. offended by that. Let's not do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's says, very weird. Raphael says, I wish you could patch me in just to talk about the Brandy <laughs> promo, buddy. Uh, you know what? I'll drop you the link right now, just in case. Just in case. You know what? We'll we'll do an extra few minutes. If you really want to, I'll drop it right there. And we'll we'll go without the overlay because uh Rafael is much more qualified to speak about that promo than I ever will be. Ryan says, What are your thoughts on the Dan Lambert Brandy Rhodes segment? Twitter seems to be ripping Brandy apart. I feel like I should have read that one first. <laughs> Listen, I just want to say, um, I love that Ryan sent that as if like, otherwise, will they talk about it? <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if we'll get to it otherwise. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, Ryan said the Brandy promo seemed really stereotypical, judging by some in the black wrestling community on Twitter. Uh, I'll let them speak for that. I don't want to. I don't want to speak about it at all, honestly, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> Alicia Ellis says, I felt like. Lambert is a culmination of the wrestling women haters on Twitter. And Tyler says, I must have been dreaming on my redacted Helix sleep memory foam mattress for that Dan Lambert, Brandy Rhodes promo. No, because if you were sleeping on Helix, it'd be good. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. He said, it felt like having sleep apnea and wearing your CPAP. Well, not when you're on Helix, my friend. Ken Shiro says, man, just when I was starting to dig the Cody verse, he decided to feud with Dan Lambert. Back to ignoring both of them, I guess. Damn. Alicia Ellis says, I cringed throughout the Lambert Brandy segment. Does TK intentionally want to alienate the female audience? Well, I understand some of the Dan Lambert stuff because if you ever listen to an Ethan Page or Scorpio Sky interview, they say the same thing. And um, it is always, you never hear larger reactions than this. Than, than when Dan Lambert's out there. Augie says, please move on. Uh, Augie, how about you please move on? We talk about what people want us to talk about. And you know what? We have people that want us to talk to Rafael about this. <laughs> Rafael Garcia, our friend. 
How you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. Can you guys hear me okay? I threw everything. We can hear you great. Perfect, perfect. What's up, Alex? How you doing, Robert? Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me real quick. Um, Yeah, of course. So I'm like I was going to pass that up. Come on. (laughs) My bad. My cat's jumping in the screen, too. So it'll be real quick. As we've been talking about AEW maybe doing something more with the black wrestlers on the roster, especially with the women. This isn't what we asked for. Like that's that. This is probably the furthest thing that anyone's been asking for. So it's unfortunate that maybe they're not hearing what people said about the first time Brandy did this with her and Jade. There was very clear that that reception to that promo wasn't any good. So then to see them do it again, almost a whole year later, they're just not listening at this point in time. And it, and it seems to be almost two different shows because right before this, we got the Adam Cole and Kyle Riley backstage segment mm-hmm. where they've almost played off of what was going on in WWE NXT. And then to see them go a complete 180 degrees less than two minutes later, it's just two different. It, it just, it seems like two different shows sometimes. And this is not what people who look like me want to see. We don't want to see a black woman in a powerful position that she's in getting on TV, calling herself a black bitch. We don't want to see that. And if anyone compares this to the way that Jade signs off her pro from her promos, it's two totally different things. Totally different. And I'm not even going to entertain that piece of the conversation, but they could do so much better than this. And they choose not to on a, on a regular basis. So that needs to really be brought up more often. Raphael, thank you so much. Guys, make sure you follow Raphael. He is at rgarcia underscore sports. Uh, we're definitely going to have him on a show sometime soon. Raphael, thank you so much. No problem, man. Thank you, guys. Go back to what you were doing. I appreciate all you do. Hey, we appreciate you for coming by, Raphael. Yeah, thank you. Have a good one. Man, we've got some more super chats about this. Sawyer says, do Lambert's segments do numbers? Someone high up at TNT love him. I'm trying to figure out why they brought him back. As I mentioned, a lot of it is the audience noise. I didn't understand the Baron Corbin thing, and I sure as hell still don't now. But then I went to a live show, and I heard the crowd boo him, and I could see why Vince McMahon on the other side of Gorilla is like, ha, 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 ha. That's what I saw. Zach says, this is strictly for that Brandy Lambert or that Brandy uh, Lambert promo. Uh, Lambert's best promo, and then Brandy gave as good as she got her best segment. Just good stuff, man. See, there are some people that, that love this. There are some people that that enjoyed it. I, I when I asked, like, hey, how'd you guys feel? There were a lot of mixed reactions. So it worked for a whole lot of people. Nerdrew says, take that Brandy and Lambert segment, throw it in a dumpster, set that dumpster adrift, and then set it on fire. I think you'd probably want to set it on fire before. You set it adrift, yeah. It's yeah, hard, that'd be hard. hard. hard to, unless you get like, like a Viking funeral with a dumpster where you like shoot that flaming arrow at it as it's as it's down going down the river. That'd be kind of cool. Sterling says, Raphael speaking facts. Thanks for speaking for our people. Uh, I thought it was, I'm glad that, that he asked to come on because I was more than happy to. And Raphael is, I mean, just, just, Really smart dude all around, but has an MMA background, uh, loves his pro wrestling. Um, always always been a sentimental guy to me with that MMA pro wrestling crossover. Zach says, I feel sorry for Brandy. She can't win. Not with that promo, she can't. Uh, that's for sure. That's like that, that that's like giving up six runs in the first inning and saying, can't win. Well, it's hard. It's it's not easy there. Um, CM says the Brandy and Lambert stuff feels very Jerry Springer show to me. And as someone who laughs at the scripted chaos of it, I thought the promo was funny. 
you know anybody who's been on Springer, Alex, Robert? No. I do. I do, actually. I do, too. Well, look where... <laughs> Kentucky, Florida. Yeah, of oh, there you go. Of course. Of course we do. Lord Jackson says, not going to lie, I keep forgetting how fire Brandy can be on the mic. Slightly off topic, but the questions keep cu- coming about the possible trios titles. What do you reckon would be the pros and cons of freebirding the tag belts? Mm, I don't. I don't. Then really you're getting see- into different territory, so I'd rather just have a trios title. Yeah, and I've got somebody that I really respect within the business saying uh, they use the six mans to further tag and singles programs without messing up win loss records. If they do trios titles, they're fucked. There, we'll have to start doing eight and ten man tags then. Mm. But I'm o- I'm okay with that because not everybody's going to be going for those trios titles or the tag titles. I- I'm okay with that. And we finally have our last, for now, Lambert Brandy uh, Super Chat. Ian says, the Dan Lambert segment is the worst part about AEW. Stop using WWE performers' names like Heyman to seem cool. Stop using Cornette's name to seem edgy. Stop using those words to attack female performers. It's 2021. Grow up whoever's writing it. I actually thought that the Heyman line, the, the bobble-headed Heyman wannabe, was one of the better lines. Uh, the, the cornet thing was to to be edgy, but that, that'll work with this crowd. To me, I, I barely even remembered that until you brought it up <laughs> because of, like I said, 10 pounds in a five-pound sack is what that was. Oh, we got a late one. Douglas Johnson says, I thought the first part of Lambert's promo was good. Then went to crap quick when Brandy and Lambert went back and forth. Yeah. That's all I'll say is, yeah, I thought that. And and by the way, I don't have a problem with them dropping WWE names or anything like that. It gets a good reaction. It wasn't offensive. It put over Paul Heyman, if anything. Mm. Oh, man. Uh, Rob Reed, uh, we will have... uh, Luis, go back and find your Humper chat about this because you all just demand that we talk about it. Brent says Cody's new shirt looks dumb. It's not great. <laughs> I, I need to go look at it. It's, is he a baby face? Is he a heel? No, he's a winner, Sean. Oh, does it say that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like the checkbox thing heel, baby face, winner. Oh, God. And it's got his. Neck tattoo Neck is tattoo. the check mark. Oh, so he okay. was over there testing out the shirts with the focus group, and Brandy decided to take the mic and go <laughs> run with it. So, so hear me out. Hear me out. If he's if if this is the shirt and it's select heel baby face winner, and by by default the check mark is his neck tattoo. That is a select all that apply mm-hmm. situation there. You're you're clicking heel there because that's yeah. when it started. When he showed up with that damn tattoo mm. that Brandy hated, by the way. Oh man, we've got so many. Chris Rain says the Transformer logo is a tattoo popped me. That was good. That was a good line. Ian Hunter said Ethan Page and Cody Rhodes, former Alpha One tag champions, about to fight. I guess they couldn't coexist mm. Brody Manhenny C says considering Cody is on the poster for next week uh, Paige isn't winning on Rampage is he ever going to get the TNT title or the tag belts yes I think he's going to yeah, have... get there by yeah. next year thank you Sova for that I know what you're referencing uh, Austin Pender says the Dan Lambert side felt very 50-50 for me just hate that we have men of the year tied up with him 
wouldn't mind him being used for other talent. Brian Cage is sitting at home right now, I would assume. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Maybe he's backstage. Tone says, do you think Arn would be crazy uh, to tell TK he immediately <laughs> has to take a pedigree bump to enhance Cody's heel turn when it happens? Also, who do you believe will be the first person Hook doesn't turn his back towards? Uh, the first person that's a big threat, a big name. I think so. Cody. Yeah, that, that could be interesting. That could be interesting. Swiss Roll Chris says, another question for Alex, would he rather go to a Fozzie show uh, or convince yourself John Cena going over Nexus was the right decision? <laughs> I mean, I guess I could wear earplugs at the Fozzie show. Jay Blood says, fantasy booking, Steamboat, Brett, and Kenny as judges. Fans don't mind them involved. Added gravitas, storyline, intrigue. I like that idea. I like those three especially. Uh, it's a reference to the, the Steamboat Flare thing from, from years ago as well. Yeah. Alicia Ellis says, commentary mentioned tonight that they would be on the air for the entire match even if it went over the time slot. wonder if that's foreshadowing next week on TBS with Hangman uh, going last and having an overrun. Oh, no, it's not. They they did not have an overrun tonight. That was just a clever little thing that they say when there's no plan for an overrun. They want to make you think that maybe there will be. They had a hard yep. out time of 10, and that was that. Pro Wrestling Podcast says, kind of thought Mark Quinn's return would have had more of an impact than what I saw. It's just good to see him back in the ring. Like, yeah. he's he's been around, but, I mean, he's not like a gigantic name for them, so I'm, I'm not surprised. As soon as, because Hardy keeps teasing it, Jeff joins him in AEW and they can do the tag matches with Private Party, I think Private Party will be in a much better place. Listen, guys, I love you all. I do. I wish y'all would shut the fuck up about <laughs> Dan Lambert at this stage. <laughs> Cadillac Carson says, if that Cody shirt doesn't show he's self-aware, nothing else will. Austin Pender says, the Dan Lambert side felt 50-50 for me. Just hate we have been of the year tied up. We just we already read that, Luis. You're putting in once that I've already man. read. What is what is this rib of me, Luis? Daniel says, I think Lambert could be okay, but if he's gonna do this, don't do it for Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Do it for someone who needs help on the mic. That seems to be the constant, the constant here is like, why them? Why them? Somebody resent that super chat. Luis didn't even <laughs> like they sent it twice. They sent it twice. You, we must talk about it more. And Rob Reed, we found your humper chat. He says that was by far the worst segment AEW has ever produced, and that includes the Dark Order Creeper missing Dustin Rhodes by a mile. That was on production a little bit, like, but I mean, it was also on that person. It wasn't supposed to happen like that. Look, you're uh, not going to get me to say that that was worse than the weigh-in. The weigh-in was terrible. The weigh-in, the weigh-in was absolutely. Uh, yeah, this yeah. was the, this, bad. The, the the thing that I still don't get is that if Cody can't be there tonight. And they still want to do a segment furthering this feud. Okay, we'll do code, we'll do Brandy instead, and then this comes out of it. Cody's there tonight because he's got they're taping Rampage with the TNT title match versus Ethan Page right now, currently. So if Cody's there, like do that. Like, there's no reason to bring Brandy and the stripper thing. And don't you all uh, sitting at home want to punch a woman? Like, there's no reason to bring any of that. Who among this. us does not? Whomst among us has never wanted. Come on. Oh my God. 
Um, by the way, guys, get in your super chat, your humper chat. This has been one of our most uh, super chatted nights, and I, I love it. Uh, you guys are always on fire for these AEW shows, so thank you all so much. Uh, we are back here on Saturday for day one, by the way, myself and Denise. Zero Fear 94 says this might seem kind of corny, but if Christian goes heel and needs a partner, <laughs> why not put him with Brian Cage? No, I'm going to go ahead and say no. My nephew, Brian. That's a really good one. I love it. I, I mean, love it. And I know Tomko might be iffy, but I, I would really rather not Brian Cage play the role of Tomko. I would like it if he made Brian Cage get all the Tomko tattoos and just operated as if it were the same person. <laughs> Because Christian and Tomko was magic. That was making something out of nothing. Volob says, I'll give you a reason to dance away from the Lambert Brandy segment. Thank you so much. We're going to dance to the punk segment. And it's wild to think he'd not been to Daly's place before. Yeah. And he mentioned that. And he talked about Brody Lee's legacy. And he talked about MJF being a Twitter troll. Um and he was like, you know what? As far as I'm concerned, we're kind of done. We beat you. Whatever. You ran away from me. You've got no interest in me. But I hear you want the world title. It'd be a shame if somebody messed that up. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Alex, this was simple. It got punk on the show. It was pretty quick. I didn't have a problem with it. And it, and it casted some serious doubt on whether or not this thing is going to continue in the short term. Yeah. Um, and I actually, this is something that I wish they had actually gone through with with Malachi Black and Cody. Malachi cut this this promo after after he beat up Brock Anderson and Dust and Dustin Rhodes and Lee Johnson. He says I'm done with the Nightmare Family. I'm moving on. And the next week Cody said, "The hell you are." And he came running down the stairs to save Rosario Dawson and we got the rest of that. I would have loved if we had just held off on the Cody and Malachi rekindling that thing for a while. You can do this with Punk and MJF. That feud will always be there. It doesn't have to happen right now. But this whole thing from Punk and MJF might just be misdirection and they'll they'll pop it right back up in a couple of weeks. This was one of the best promos I've ever seen because it was so logical. Like I was left wondering why I've never seen this promo done in any other promotion where it's just, no, I'm done with you. We tried this. And... You didn't want any of me, so that's fine. I never wanted to mess with you to begin with. Bye. But maybe <laughs> I'll see you on the way to that world title. And not only that, but he mentioned he got in pipe bomb references. He said the, you know, on this microphone, in the ring, even on commentary, he got that in there. He mentioned that he'd never been to Daly's place. And I have to say, commentary said this was the first time ever like they were a WWE program, and I never want them to do that again. They beat that into the ground, but this promo was perfect. We also got Brian Pillman cutting a promo. It was pretty straightforward. Said um, Griff Garrison changed last week. He said he saw his brother get attacked. This was this was all right. It was a, it was a fiery baby face. Yeah, promo it was thing. It was uh, very 1989. Yeah, so, he, like. Yeah. Southern WCW promo. That's what it was. And maybe that's by design. Yeah. And then he called out Malachi Black and Malachi Black, like the, the lights went out and he showed up on the, on the one ramp that they have. There's no, there's no heel and face tunnels tonight. The one ramp he's got and he takes off the, 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 the hood and he stands there and he just looks at him and then the light, and then he walks away. The lights go out again 
and that's it. And I was like, I thought lights were gonna when the lights went out a second time, I thought they'd come back up and Brody King was gonna be there. Like that's honestly what I thought, like behind Brian Pillman. Well, it was what, a weird thing to do. Lights out, lights up, lights out, lights up. Malachi Black just strolling to the back afterwards. I don't know yeah. how many of you caught that. That yeah, was, was kind of like, funny. No, was, I'm just, just, just walking. They could have kept the lights out like three more seconds, yeah. and I don't think you would have had that problem. Yeah. Somebody mentioned the Venom shirt. Like, is that a wink and a nod? Like, He's or is infected it just... with the with with the symbiote? <laughs> uh, Pro Wrestling Podcast says TJ, Penelope Ford, and Bunny, and the crowd goes mild. I'm ready for them to wrap it up. Nerd Guru says. Brian Cage should be renamed. I don't know if it's a, 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 okay. He says Sledge, Sledge and Christian. There's already a Sledge uh, in ROH. Actually, now I did an interview with him this year. Rafael Garcia don't says don't forget the Rhodes baby also ended segregation. Oh, it's true. It's that true. was this this year. Yeah. Cadillac Carson says one positive to the Lambert segment. Why are you all still doing it? Yeah. He says it's bringing in more money to Fightful. That it is. Yeah, I won't complain fair. about that. Rob Reed said, love the callback to the pipe bomb. That was nice. He said that even on commentary, nobody could touch him. And Taz said, oh, really? Which I, I liked. Uh, Ian Hunter says, I'm Canadian and don't get either. How big is TNT compared to TBS? They are virtually the same at this point. Yep. 20, 20 years ago, TBS is probably bigger. Uh, TNT has a bit of a more elite status. As far, I mean, you grew I up when TBS I did. You were watching more homes, though. Uh, yeah, slightly. But I mean, like when you were growing, when we were growing up, like it was Braves games and Andy Griffith and stuff like that on on TBS. Uh, it was it was very southern, very very southern. Zach Barber says Cody not cutting a promo is this version of him is probably a smart thing. I agree. I agree. Well, we got uh, the T. BS title tournament. We've got the final set. It is Jade Cargill. It is Ruby Riot. We got a big debut in this. We will talk about the the debut at the end of this. Shotkid29 says, How about Rosa Cargill? That was a very good match, he says. Uh Chris Rain says he loved Thunder Rosa's gear. Um, I saw a lot of mixed reaction to this seg this match. I thought it was all right. They missed a couple spots, like Rosa slipped, but then oh boy. Um that pump kick from Jade Cargill, it hit. Jade Cargill working on selling more and more and mm-hmm. more. She's selling her leg. It's very, very interesting to watch that unfold because now you've got Ruby Soho. Uh, I may have said Ruby Riot earlier. I get it, guys. You'll be okay. I, yep. I promise you're going to be all right. Um, she's going to probably attack that leg next week, Alex. What'd you think of the, the match itself? Um, I, I, listen, guys, I think it's inevitable that Jade Cargill is going to win this thing. I think we're all yeah. hoping. Uh, everyone everyone that I know was very was hoping against hope somehow along the line. And I feel like it's it's this is made for that the, the that bitch show line is really going to get some play with her as the TBS champ. Um, and I think that that if you make her go through this tournament undefeated still, and she's the champ, and she has three, four, five defenses still undefeated that woman who beats her for the first time to become the second ever tbs champ gets a huge double rub like that's like that's a big big time thing to do and i think that's it's it's important to have that you you ride the monster until you know exactly how you're going to defeat it like that's the what that's what you do 
Um, I thought I saw a lot of things in this match that were encouraging. Like they asked her to sell a lot, and I thought she did a, a very lot. good job of it. It was actually kind of weird to watch. It was very her sympath- fight she, from sympathetic, sympathetic as well. Sympathetic, like Thunder Rosa put her in the in the figure four, and her just like using those giant arms to push herself back through the ring and then reach back over. Like it, there's a really interesting. She's obviously not there yet. There's no reason for me to believe that she can't continue to improve and become a major player for them. Is she going to be an all uh, like uh, an all elite worker? Probably not. But can you use her as a character and get other people over as well? Absolutely. And she, again, she's a bona fide star when you just look at her. You just look at her and you go, damn, that's that star presence. Now, am I rooting for Ruby Riot next week? Ruby, Ruby Riot, because I've you loved better her since get she that was name right. Ruby Soho. It's I, I'm rooting for Ruby Riot because I fell in love with Wait, Ruby Soho. Riot. Soho. Soho. I'm saying. <laughs> Years ago in NXT, I fell in love with her as that character. And I've been rooting for her so much since then. When they brought her to the main roster and then buried her over and over again. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, been, I've been rooting for her for, from the very beginning, the first time I saw her work years ago. So I'm rooting for Ruby Soho next week. Absolutely. But I still feel like their, their whole point is to figure out a way to make it all right with us that Jade wins. Like if she just won in in four or five consecutive uh, squash matches, we'd be, we'd be furious. Like having her come up against Thunder Rosa, have her work through an injury to to defeat Thunder Rosa, but not even be able to because we get this brand new, um, interesting new wrinkle in the whole women's division with this new um uh, arrival. Now it kind of softens the blow if you were really really rooting for Thunder Rosa to go through all the way and win because of what we got at the end of this match. Well, Robert, um, I thought the finish was executed magnificently from a production standpoint, from an execution standpoint, smart Mark Sterling distracts the ref. Thunder Rosa is kicked into the corner. We see somebody in a zipped up hoodie crack Thunder Rosa in the head. The spot looked really good. Jade Cargill wins hoodie unzipped. It's Mercedes Martinez, and that crowd loves it. And she has signed with AEW, Robert. People saying, what about Impact? It wasn't a full-time deal. This is a fantastic reveal, a great addition to the roster. This is a great get for them. And I mean, all that time being covered up as a member of Retribution did wonders for her because she pulled it off well here. And it looked great. But I also want to talk about the match. Thunder Rosa is phenomenal phenomenal performer jade cargill selling the leg that's great now we know she can sell i don't want her to win because brandy hasn't beaten her yet and brandy would be the one to beat her for the tvs title and i'm not looking for that so let's not have that so i'm looking for ruby gets through you've got mercedes martinez she can work while jade i guess holds the title and you know, just holds it until they decide to have what I'm assuming would be Ruby Beater anyway. I just want to say I got a photograph from the Rampage tapings. This is going to come as a surprise to you guys. I am very interested in the Bunny and Penelope Ford match right now, <laughs> based on what the photo I just got from that that set of tapings. I've heard, my, th- I've seen good things on my Twitter timeline about it. Uh, yeah. So uh, you know what? You got me. You fooled me. Uh, <laughs> 
Brent says, Jade looked good, and these sure are the kind of matches she has to have to get better. Rosa made her look like a million bucks. Seeing Mercedes was happiness. I think Jade's got to win this, and for the same reason I said every week, Ruby Soho has already lost to the AEW champion. Jade hasn't. Got to be portrayed as on the level. Cody winning the TNT title first was because he couldn't win the world title, so he was seen as on the level. So um, I, I think that's got to happen. Chris Rain says, I was expecting Britt or Jamie Hayter, so Mercedes was a surprise. It kind of looked like Jamie Hayter, too, when she was unzipping it, which I thought was a really, really good good approach. And Rob Reed says, uh, or actually ShotKid29 says, Mercedes, let's go. Rob Reed says, Mercedes Martinez versus Thunder Rosa, hook it to my veins. Alex, this extends a need for Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. Yep. It makes me think that that's happening at double or nothing now. There you go. Yep. Because that is the biggest possible match they can do yeah. for, for the women. Um, this gets another month and a half, two months out of uh, Thunder Rosa. Then she can move on and her charge towards double or nothing can happen. Right. Um, uh, initially, when I suspected it was probably Jamie Hayter, uh, who hit who cracked Thunder Rosa? I was like, really? This is how you're gonna protect Jade by by you know and and make it okay for us that Thunder lost, kind of a thing. And then when it was revealed to be Mercedes Martinez, I was like, I got worked. I got worked because I was like angry at like the 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 behind the ref's back finish. I was like, oh, nice. Just have her beat Thunder Rosa. You like, and then I became Mercedes Martinez, and I was like, oh well, now I'm all in on this because either Smart Mark Sterling made another signing, and and is, and is having Mercedes and Jade Cargill team up, and by the way, that's an intimidating team, or it's just Mercedes hating Thunder Rosa, and then if they become uh, your proverbial Peter and the Chicken, like that's something I could watch forever. Is, is Mercedes Martinez versus Thunder Rosa over and over again. And then we have Ruby Soho comes down and saves Thunder Rosa from the beatdown. We're going to get that as a tag match at some point. That could be a lot of fun. I don't I don't know who gets the hot tag in that match. That Either way, that'll I be mean, great. If this company is bringing in Ember Moon, Tony Storm, maybe, maybe me again, we don't know. Um, and so, like, so many others... I really feel like tag titles would have been the best bet, but who knows? Zach Barber says Ruby's promo in Road 2 was great. It feels like her moment. Oh, no, my friend. It feels like Jade's moment. Uh, Andy Slamberg says, that bitch Soho works. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's the kind right. of optimism we need. <laughs> it's not a sure thing. It's not a sure thing. Uh, Nerd Guru says manifesting Athena take that TBS title from Jade. Yeah, Athena's got to be a slam dunk of coming in. Alicia Ellis says, Sean, have you inquired about the status of Brian Cage's contract length? Check the Fightful Resource page and didn't see it listed. If it's not listed, and I don't know, unfortunately, I know that he had been backstage a couple of times fairly recently. Uh, also, guys, reminder, day one this Saturday, check out FightfulMag.com for the latest Fightful magazine. We will have the new uh, issue with Dan Housen as the cover athlete up soon. But if you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, all subscribers will get a digital copy of the new Fightful magazine when it drops. So just another reason to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Check it out, my friends. 
backstage, we've got the Elite and Undisputed Era. There's maybe a tease that they'll be called Paragon. I sure hope not. But it was a very forced reference. Uh, I saw somebody say, yeah, it's a little close to Pinnacle, which I guess if you're if you're WWE and nobody can have the same first first letters of a name or something, sure. But Alex, you cover NXT every week. You covered Kyle yeah, O'Reilly and Adam oh, Cole in a blood feud. Yeah. And basically, Adam Cole was like, everybody kind of get the fuck out of here, please. Uh, or, or Kyle was too. And they addressed it. And Kyle was like, listen, it's it's the devil you know is, yeah. is what this is. Yeah. Uh, listen, I, I know I know we, we, we didn't get it. We didn't finish on the right foot. Um, but we're in a different place now. And I... And I know that 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 us, the three of us, we are we are the best in the world because they would believe they absolutely would believe that. Um, and I know out there, Bobby Fish has my back. Let's find out if you do too. That's that's great because it puts the onus on on Adam Cole. And again, this is something that I love that that specifically this group does, but almost always they do in AEW. They give us a reason why there's a camera present for this particular conversation. Like Brandon is there to film the thing and they say, no, you keep rolling. It's fine. I met Adam Cole said, Brandon, cut it, cut it. Cause Brett, cause Adam Cole doesn't like that. He's there stuck in the middle. I thought that this was really, really well done. So uh, I also want to mention after the, the tapings tonight, they are doing a, a tribute to Keith Mitchell, which I think is very classy. Very good. I see a picture from Scott Fishman where, you got Dustin Rhodes, Jericho, Jerry Lynn, Arn Anderson, Tony Schiavone in the ring, Sting, people that he has worked with for a very, very long time. Uh, BJ Whitmer's out there. Tony Khan's out there. So, um, again, Godspeed to Keith Mitchell, who has been responsible for help making uh, a ton of moments that you might not even realize uh, even more memorable. So, um, great, great to see him paid the respect that he deserves. I love that. Big J says, very off topic, any chance that G.O.D. shows up during this Undisputed Elite upcoming feud? I don't know the status of their contracts. I will try to find out. January is a good time to find out New Japan contract news, so I will work on that. Brent says, did Kyle O'Reilly, Cole, and Fish tease go in the name by the name of Paragon? Robert, how you feeling? It certainly I, seemed like it. So I liked on being the elite when Adam Cole said, we're the ultimate group. I'm like, okay, we can do ultimate elite. I can live with that. That's UE. That's, that's fantastic. I love that these men are back on TV. I can't believe poor NXT, poor Sean and Hunter have booked the best AEW storyline. Those poor bastards. That's but crazy. Like, so true. But it's <laughs> it's awesome that we're existing in this time and they didn't miss a beat out there. Maeve Deltzer says seeing Red Dragon in the ring with Trent gave me flashbacks to the golden period of New Japan. Love wrestling in 2021. How um, many stars, I, Maeve? I covered uh New Japan, but but when I fell in love with New Japan was Kushida versus Kyle O'Reilly, Battle of the Super Juniors. Uh, I'm a dork for a good double wrist lock, and that match was full of them. Uh, so it makes me very happy to see Kyle O'Reilly here. <clears throat> Cher Delaware says, Adam Cole on a pole match, holding his custody papers. Uh, <laughs> book it for Revolution TK. I mean, you could 
put that in the fight pit. It could be Adam Cole on a pole inside a hole. Uh, you mm-hmm. could do that. Mm-hmm. You could do that. Mm-hmm. Jorge Sandoval says, love the Red Dragon theme. I can honestly see them doing an angle of the Bucks and Cole versus Red Dragon and Gargano. I don't. Th- I think if Gargano comes in, you slide him into best friends. They need freshened up really bad, and they need a top level name. And I think Johnny Gargano is perfect from what we saw in the way. I think he would fit in really, really sure. great with those guys. <clears throat> I think it's Omega and the Bucks against. I the... think that's your next Blood and Guts match. Whenever uh, they yeah. do yeah. that again, I, I think that's. I think that's that's the obvious way to go, and I think that's where they will go. But there's a really cool. Uh, way of 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 swerving us and having it be Kenny and Red Dragon versus Cole and the Bucks, depending on which which guys Cole chooses. And then Kenny hates Cole, uh, and the Red Dragon hate Cole and the Bucks, and uh, or whatever that kind of a thing. You can switch you can switch everything up there. There's a there's a lot of really interesting combinations they could go with. But well, but if if Marty Skrull had not been exiled for what he did, yes. like. There's Hangman Cody and Marty that could yeah. have been like yeah. a third offshoot of that as well. I mean, yeah. they, they they did the invasion of Raw together, but that ain't happening. Nope. <laughs> that ain't happening. I'm waiting for Cole and Hangman to have an interaction because Cole needs to go, no, I picked you for Bullet Club. I, the only I, reason you have what you have is me. They they can save that for when they're ready to heat up that as a program. Tyler says, I was expecting more with the finish. Not sure why they teased the show would go long. The storyline will get really juicy when Kenny Omega returns. Well, they they tease it just because. Because yeah. it adds that that aura of unpredictability. Chris Rain says, so great seeing Red Dragon on screen. I, I do love it. I That contract of Adam Cole's coming up in July was the best thing that could have happened to Bobby Fish. Mm-hmm. because it didn't seem like AEW was in any hurry to book Bobby Fish just by himself. Right. Otherwise, they would have waited until December when mm-hmm. WWE and Adam Cole thought that his deal was up. Yeah, Christian uh, Ramos says, the irrefutable Eon back together made me smile. It was so surreal to see those guys come out on AEW tunnel in front of an AEW crowd and just be the Undisputed Era. They Which were was, together this year in NXT. Year. They broke up 10 months ago in yeah. NXT. And they had a whole thing about it. But the idea of it is like they were the thing that NXT was hanging their hat on as their top deal when the Wednesday Night Wars started. And since then, the Wednesday Night Wars ended. The, the, the NXT beat a retreat to Tuesdays. And still, that, that that top act is now back on Wednesdays in a different company. It's crazy. When uh, Brian and Punk moved over to AEW, a lot of people were like, oh, this is the Outsiders. No, this is Nash and Scott Hall being on Nitro after just being major <laughs> stars for WWE. We still have a bunch of Super Chats and Humper Chats. Get them in. We're heading down the home stretch of this main event. We've gone a little over time today, but... Who cares? You guys are here. You want to talk about wrestling. We're going to talk about wrestling. Yeah. But a lot of people are talking about the booking before the match. We will talk about the match eventually. Brent said, uh, seeing chasing the gra- dragon made me irrationally happy. We need Cassidy O'Reilly match now. So let's, let's mention that the match ends with that. And the young bucks came out, uh, helped. They were helping out Adam Cole. That's who they were helping out. But then Kyle O'Reilly accidentally hits Adam Cole. Adam Cole goes off 
off the air going like, what the hell was that? What was that? And the Young Bucks are really playing it up. It's that faux outrage of like, hey, hey, you don't do that. Not to our friend. Not to our best friend. As long as Kenny's not here. Not to him, you don't. So I love that. You you can tell, Robert, that they those two were playing it up. And Adam Cole was like a little hurt. Like he he was giving Kyle the benefit of the doubt there. This was good stuff. It was great stuff. The only thing I would say is this seems prime for the Bucks to be the heels. And I'd flip that because they should be the baby faces because it should be Kenny and them defending like the original elite. Whereas the Undisputed Era can literally play NXT like the NWO played. They were WF invaders. They're the other show. I don't need you anymore. You stood by as this guy tried to kill me. And, you know, you just let it happen. I got these guys. They've got my back. We're going to take over your show. And now you have to live with it. Alicia Ellis says, had to look up the word when KOR said it when describing UE. Thoughts on the name Paragon. And says, Paragon, a person or thing uh, as regarded as a perfect example of a particular quality uh, viewed as a model or of Excel. Well, I mean, I knew what it was just because of Chris Jericho way back in the day. He would call himself a Paragon of Virtue. I don't like it as a trio name. I don't. Pedro says, crazy to see the UE wrestling in Daly's place, AEW's home base. Being that they were the competition just a year ago, uh, what a great show tonight. Th- they were the competition six months ago. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so, so wild. Mark Losper says, so it's okay when Sean wants to go long, but Kalex goes a second over two hours and Sean is the conniption. Heel Sean strikes again. Well, I tell you what, buddy, I guarantee you this show will not go over two hours. It will not. And I had somebody say, oh, my gosh, Sean, you went an hour and a half on Fridays. That's three hours of wrestling I'm covering. (laughs) Not not maybe a buck 20 if you take out the commercials. No, NXT 2.0 show will not go three hours. Now, you know what, Alex? I don't know if you and Kate are doing a sour graps this weekend on on select for for day we one might, we might we'll see if you do go five hours i don't give a shit behind the paywall i don't care you all were a draw last time yeah have at it yeah jw pringle says mental health reminder we're almost through a hard time of a year for a lot of us you can do it if you need help please reach out you are loved and worthy and we need you here with us uh as always guys uh check out nami communicate that has a great amount of resources it's helped me an awful lot in the past i love uh I love their events. Uh, they do NAMI walks that help raise awareness and help garner sponsors. So check them out as well. We've got some more super chats about this main event. Nerd Guru says, seems that we're going to go the Cole has to choose route. Although I feel most people want him in the UE. Uh, UE and Elite has to be the end game. Oh, for sure. If they're not setting up UE Elite, then all the, the Cole Omega friction was to waste. Jam Beard says UE and Silver and Black RIP John Madden. Yes, rest in peace. One of the, one of the best yeah. coaches, analysts, personalities, uh, athletes, foot salesman for the love of God, tough acting, ten acting. Give me a break. He was amazing. Brent says there's always a chance Red Dragon grab an American one to team with. I think you go oh. with history. You go with what's there. You just go with that. That's simple. I mean, you can create history, but this is playing off of wrestling history. Yeah. Adrian says, great show tonight. Great to see the Undisputed Era back together and see Jim Ross tonight. Yes, glad Jim Ross is doing better. Mm. Uh, Regardless of what you might think of of his work, 
he's he's better. He's healthy. Great yeah. news. Uh, also, I want to wish Don West the best of luck. He's in the hospital uh, battling cancer again. Another one of my favorite announcers of all time. I love Don West. Tony P says, won't be here watching you all live, but here's some love. I also have to say I'm excited to see how they will have Cole reference the way he was fired from Bullet Club by Omega in ROH when things go down with him and the Bucks. There is so much history yes. to play off of. And I- I'm so excited to see it. Yeah, I love it. Daniel R says it won't happen or probably won't happen, but I want Cole to beat everyone. He and UE are gloating about it. And Ciampa just walks out seething. No. I don't think so. I think Ciampa is staying with WWE. I think he's a WWE guy. I hope not. I mean, I want everybody. <laughs> I want everybody that I enjoy well, watching on the show that I cover. I don't cover Tuesday nights. So well, sure. once, once Ciampa puts over Braun Breaker, there's, there's no reason for him to stick around. Like he's he will have done his duty, and he can and he can move on if he if he wants to. If yeah. he wants to stick around, more power to him. But if he wants to move on, he will have done his duty on that show. Mark says, "Aren't War Games matches generally four on four? Who's the fourth for either side? They can be whatever they want. Yeah. And in this case, if you just have to be three on three, it's a three on three. I want to see. And I mean, you do four or five minutes in between entries. That's that's still a smooth twenty minutes right there. Like. Yeah. You don't, you don't got to have this match be an hour. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Chris Raines says Cole and Red Dragon haven't missed a beat. Their chemistry was amazing. Yes, it was. Uh, and Anakin says seeing them team together with an undisputed chant brought a tear to my eye. So happy they're at AEW and love how they're not sweeping the NXT history under the rug. Kyle accidentally kicking Cole provides an interesting wrinkle. The favorite story of uh right now yes wrestling history is aew history and to yeah. me they've closed they've closed logic gaps from wwe alistair black to malachi black has made an effort doing that too and it's another reason i respect his work so much and while i will say yes wrestling history is aew history that was also like what three four months ago so yeah they yes. couldn't just sweep it under the rug they could they, they could, could but i mean but i'm glad they didn't yeah it would have been stupid if they didn't Sean Blanford says, what would Adam Cole have to do to not be over with a live AEW audience? Nice to see Red Dragon reunite. Name Maybe cut his hair and be a manager. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he would have to manage Dan Lambert. Actually, no, because if he's talking for Dan Lambert, people are going to love him. If Dan Lambert managed him, there you go. that might be it. Eternally Lost says, not directly related, but they made a point to remind me of the ending of Layla and Statlander. 
giving me a Layla story. I love that. I'm so glad they've reminded us of that and the history before that. Yeah, me too. Sawyer says, we're excited about the depth of history for these guys to pay off because AEW doesn't pretend that history doesn't exist. They reward you for watching wrestling and for liking wrestling. Yeah. And that's beautiful. William Banta said, did Sean mute himself during the stream or not? Hopefully my question gets read in real time this go around. Yes, I accidentally muted myself on the Q&A stream. It was very embarrassing. Denise came. <laughs> Denise came and uh, trolled me. Guys, we went um, We went some extra tonight. Thank you guys so much for sticking around. This has become our most popular show. And for anybody out there that says, you guys just love it when there's negative stuff and you ain't stuff to complain about. Proof is in the pudding, my friends. People like talking about wrestling that they like. And they like hearing other people do it. <laughs> this motherfucker. Misha <laughs> Thorne says, yes. <laughs> oh, on that note, Alex. Alex, uh, for, for the audio listeners, that person sent in a chat that said, can you guys talk about the Lambert segment? <laughs> Buddy, when, when Jeremy Lambert is on this show, I don't want to talk about Lambert segments. Alex, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on the Twitter at Alex Sour Graps. Uh, you can find me uh, uh, on Fightful Select uh, doing reviews of Raw and SmackDown. Um, uh, I have very little tolerance f- for the BS being done uh, on on the mothership over there. Uh, so, so, yeah, I'm not as, as kind uh, to them as I am here. Uh, also, uh, me and Kate Hensler review NXT 2.0 on Tuesdays. Uh, and, uh, we, we have a lot of fun there, probably too much fun as evidenced by our run times. Um, uh, talking about a show that most of our audience does not watch, but they tune in to listen to us talk about it. Buddy, so I don't watch it until two days later. <laughs> that, that's fun. That's all fun. Um, uh, and, uh, and this weekend, uh, because SmackDown, uh, isn't, isn't happening because it's a, it's a clip show. I think we'll find something else to talk about on the Sour Grab show this weekend, hint, hint. Well, I mean, uh, I've given, I just, just to let our audience know and put pressure on Alex, I've given them the green light to do right. WWE post-show Sour Graps or AEW, whatever, because it was a draw last time. Yeah. And they would go live as we go live on the mainstream as well. Uh, Volob says next week on The Mothership Daddy. <sighs> get the... Get the, bicycle. get the bicycle. Okay, I thought it said get the bitch sickle. No, not the, not the bitch <laughs> the, sickle. The bicycle. Like, is the that bicycle. Brandy Rhodes' nickname now? Did she? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Robert, where can they find you? You can find me everywhere on social media at Dude Fleece, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. And this is the best thing I do all week. So I enjoy this. You know, let's keep doing this in the new year and let's see what happens. Guys, this was um, Fightful's biggest year. Um, last year, things got very, very bright for Fightful, and it looked like, hey, you know, we're going to do all right. This year, it became great. Everybody got promotions or raises across the board, good Christmas bonuses and things like that, because we are publicly funded by you guys. The work that we do on Fightful Select, the work that we do here is brought to you by you guys, so thank you all so much. I truly appreciate it. I want to get to that 100,000 subscribers next year, um, I think we went, we went from gaining 16,000 last year to gaining like 26,000 this year. So I think the leap to 35,000 is possible. I would love to do that. 
Thank you all so much. Also, check out our other channels. Kyler does an incredible amount of work on Fightful Scraps. That is youtube.com slash Fightful Scraps. Also, the Fightful Distraction channel. They are streaming like every day. So not only are we doing a show here on the main feed every day, a show on Fightful Select every day. The Distraction's doing like four or five shows a week as well. Killing it over there. And that's even before we get over to Twitch and they're doing watch-alongs. They're going to be doing shows that like 3 a.m. for New Japan next week. Thank you guys so much. Have a happy new year. We'll see you Saturday. We're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.